either we are there or not, ITSB Magazine still gets the best stories. There are plenty of conferences and all sorts of events that spark our curiosity and allow us to start conversations with some of the world's brightest minds. In person or virtually, we sit down with them at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Together, we discover what the synergy of these three elements means for the future of humanity. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open-source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. Pentera, the leader in automation security validation, allows organizations to continuously test the integrity of all cybersecurity layers by emulating real-world attacks at scale to pinpoint the exploitable vulnerabilities and prioritize remediation towards business impact. Learn more at www.pentera.io. Just like that, we're live. Just like that. In Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and all I could think of is, all right, we have we have this little little promotional video at the beginning, and I can think Alyssa's like totally analyzing that video. Going, oh, I am. <laughs> you know, you, you and Marco know me too well. I'm thinking like, how could I? What could I do different with this video? This is a good video, but I would change yeah. this and this. And yeah, yeah. the only and, thing and I can say is looking. that. No, no animal, no animal was armed in the making of that video. <laughs> that, that I, that, that's that's all I can say. <laughs> well, you know, we, we are we are at a completely different level with you, so there's a Aww. lot of pressure. Uh, so let, let me start with that. With congratulations on all yeah, the success so you're having with the with those uh, movies. Incredible, incredible. Thank we, you. we don't. Thank you. Yeah, tell tell us more about it right now. Yeah. So so. Basically, um, we've just recently been signed as a studio with AMC Theaters, so we're up there with Marvel Studios and, you know, the other, you know, Paramount Studios. So we have a studio relationship with AMC now where they are premiering our films uh, at any one of their 1,200 theater locations. So what... Unbelievable. Yeah, so, so we're, we're super excited about it. We just, uh, we just had a premiere event of our new franchise, Ransom, which is co-produced and sponsored by Conceal. Um, and so what we're doing uh, with Knight Studios is we, we believe that cybersecurity marketing needs to fundamentally change. And so what we're doing is we're creating these story arcs, these screenplays, and weaving the cybersecurity company's product into that story arc. So we're, we're showing through storytelling why a company needs a product and what can happen and play out if, if you don't have their product in place. And so no. we really believe that 
marketing is changing that people really don't want to be advertised to anymore and marketed to anymore uh, and that the bet what they want to do is understand why they need a particular product versus what it does and how it works i'm a big believer in simon Sinek's. people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it so the the best way that we found to to do that is through storytelling absolutely well we we definitely support that and we have always been saying that except that we yeah. actually do tell and you actually show <laughs> you go yeah the, yeah show and tell there we go <laughs> show and you tell. Know, there you go yeah, we're we're having a lot of fun, and it's it actually is it's it's a full Hollywood production. We actually shoot in Hollywood, uh, as well as Las Vegas, where my wife and I live. Um, yeah. But what we do is we go through the whole process. So we'll create the screenplay uh, once it's reviewed and approved by the co-producers, which is a cybersecurity vendor. We put out a casting call. The actors submit their their submissions. We review their you know their audition videos, and then we actually select the actors. They come in, they do rehearsals, and then we go right to filming. And wow. our clients will purchase either half a season or a full season, just like you would a Netflix series, right? So right. they ultimately end up becoming the distributor. Now, the neat thing about our relationship with AMC is that in addition to them you know, streaming the, the series, the miniseries, on their website uh, as, a, as a webisode, as a web series, they have these premiere events at AMC. So like what we had here at Black Hat Briefings, we did the same thing at RSA Conference. And Conceal is actually going to be doing a premiere event for every new episode that comes out. Now, our different clients are, you know, are, each client is different. Some will want to release a new episode every month. Some are doing it every quarter. Um, but ultimately, you know, how they distribute the film is, uh, you know, the series is completely up to them. We are excited to announce that we just got a new FBI series. So... Uh, for the if, for those of you who remember Criminal Minds, uh, it's 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 the behavioral analysis unit at the FBI, BAU number two, which is their which is unit two of the FBI, is focused on white collar crime and cybercrime. So the new sponsors and co-producers of that new series is a cybersecurity company called Tago, Tago Cyber, and um, they're the co-producers in that. So we're super excited. It's called Dark Ops. We're going to begin filming that in September. And uh, doing the premiere at AMC, just like all our, our other films. So we're super excited about what's happening in, uh, in Night Universe right now. Awesome. Marco wants to be an extra, by the way. <laughs> you know, I was about to say, you know, both you and Sean, you guys got that look. You know, you got that Hollywood look, guys. I don't know. Uh, so I would, I would cast you any day of the week, for sure. <laughs> Marco's mute. I'm going to unmute you. I, I'm, right, you I'm right next door, so I don't, you don't even have to pay for my travel. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're, you're right in our backyard, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Maybe. let me let me. You'll have to catch me, me on the East Coast if you come yeah. back. Let me ask you this. So with, with the focus on this, do you, I, I know it's, it's a question that I know the answer, and that's why I'm asking you. You still have time to do all the hacking stuff. And I know yes. Yeah. So what what's up with that side of your of your business of your yeah. career and uh, and also you know what I know you do live in Vegas so now that you went to to the DevCon and Black Hat now that you're yeah. driving to far but what do you expect from this year event Are you excited about it Anything new that you're expecting yeah, to mean, see So so as far as is you know keeping up with the, the hacker persona, that hacker side of my life, I'm, I'm doing so in a different way. You know, like your typical penetration tester would, 
you know, bring on a client, do a penetration test and deliver the report. I am keeping up with hacking in the sense that I'm doing this, these, I'm doing it through vulnerability research for our clients. So if I'm hacking something, it's, it's sponsored work for either a film, meaning it's part of a film series. And, mm. you know, we need to create the content or the screenshots for the film uh, or B-roll is what it's called uh, for the film. Or uh, in the case of, um, you know, uh, our vulnerability research, I'm sure you guys saw Scorched Earth where I hacked those 55 banks in less than a week. Uh, you know, that was for no name. It was all part of sponsored vulnerability research. So I'm, I'm, I'm still a hacker, in, but I'm doing it in a, in, a, as a creator versus, mm-hmm. you know, an Acme Corporation coming to me and saying, Alyssa, we want you to do a pen test for us. Those days of my career are really over. Um, I, I'm really not taking pen testing instruments anymore. I, if I'm doing, if I am hacking something, whether it's a car or APIs, it's part of, you know, vulnerability research for a client or a film. So I wanted to ask about, and I wanted to ask you about the film because uh, um, connecting it to RSA and Black Hat slash DefCon, um, and obviously promoting it to an audience that's around those events. Uh, you're going to get a lot of people who know security and are, are hackers. And, and I'm just wondering what, what's the feedback been? Um, I know we get a lot of folks commenting on things like, uh, Mr. Robot, right? How, how real are certain right. things? So yeah. I'm just wondering, cause it, and there's that question. And then in the, the reverse of it, when you go to a village, the car hacking village, right? You've done a lot with, with car hacking. With Robert. Yeah. What, yeah, what what do you bring there to give back um, from your experience and the way that you're telling stories? Kind of those both both of those views would be interesting to hear from you. Yeah, so we we definitely got a lot of feedback last night from our premiere. We had a full house, which was awesome because it really feels like the world is back. You know, just being at Black Hat right now, seeing how many people are here, it's it's a night and day difference between Black Hat in 2022 and what it was like as recently as last year, you know? And so just seeing the turnout last night at our premiere event, I feel like just just through the action of people showing up and coming and the fact that, you know, we really didn't have that much of a, uh, you know, d- a difference between how many people got a ticket for the, for the premiere and who actually showed up, that people are back. And that they do actually want to... Ha- they want experiential marketing. They want to experience a brand, experience this, you know, in a different way, right? Than downloading and reading the 30-page white paper. I really believe that those days are gone. Um, I believe that, you know, if you look at the recent HubSpot report, for example, you know, 72% of buyers of CISOs make their purchase decisions off of video, right? right. It's, it's, we're in a different age now. You know, the oldest millennial just turned 40 we're dealing with different buyers who want to experience brands differently. And, and for them at a visceral level, that's through video, through film. And uh, it's the, I think the numbers say it all. As far as, you know, um, uh, car hacking village and, and, you know, what I'm doing now as a creator, as a filmmaker, as a director, writer, producer, you know, I'm still doing that vulnerability research and publishing that research in my, as, as I mentioned with Marco's question, 
you know, it, still delivering that out to the public, but under the banner of client-sponsored research. Uh, it doesn't change it at all. Like, it, I'm not advertising their product in any way. They're just simply sponsoring that vulnerability research or paying for that research in a sense, if you will. Um, so, you know, I feel like that does influence a lot of, you know, what, you know, what Robert Leali is doing at Car Hacking Village. Like, for example, I'm about to release a new report on the hacking law enforcement vehicles. I keynoted at DEFCON at Car Hacking Village that a couple years ago. And the actual report is coming out now. And that's going to be sponsored by No Name Security. So, you know, I am still doing what I, I do, but I'm just... I'm, I'm delivering it to the world to me in a more creative way instead mm -hmm. of a traditional vulnerability or open disclosure advisory. I'm not a bug hunter, you know, a bounty hunter. I don't do bounties. Clients come to me and say, listen, we want you to prove the efficacy of our product by hacking something. So for example, mm -hmm. API security vendor would be like, Hey, look, uh, we want you to go hack a bunch of cryptocurrency exchange APIs to prove why you shouldn't secure your APIs with WAFs. That's a great example of what I'm doing now. So working with different cryptocurrency exchanges and I'll be, I'll be publishing that report and that research on how I hack these cryptocurrency exchanges to their APIs and it's gonna be sponsored by an API security vendor. So, you know, all of that sort of stuff is I'm still doing what I do, but it's, it's just the way it's distributed uh, and, and, and put out into the world is different. So I'm wondering, because this is a joke the son and I had for a long time, and it's not a joke, but we we always say we need some kind of public announcement service for cybersecurity, for the everyday user, for the business. And we used to say this five years ago when I was going around with Smokey the Bear on my shirt, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, it would be great. I'm not going to give you another job. i just throwing an idea. If you could get a budget... <laughs> Yeah, if you could get a budget from a government entity or whatever to actually do something that it is thought, created, produced for the public and not just yeah. for the business. So, I mean, I'm just throwing this there because I know you're a very public creative. Public service. Yeah. yeah public yeah, service public campaign. Service I love yeah. Just throwing cool it idea. there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, there, there's a lot of people that would warn you, Marco, don't give her any ideas. She's going to start a new company and do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Case in point, coffee. No, and I do want to address. It's Knight the Bear. Knight the Bear. Knight the, <laughs> the Bear. I love it. I love it. Only you can prevent hacks. Um, <laughs> no, um, but I want to. I want to definitely address another question you brought up about regarding Mr. Robot and the technical accuracy. Yeah. The the neat thing about the filmmaking, right? So we're now on our fifth franchise, our, our, our fifth series, and all with different co-producers you know each one its own imdb profile they're you know we add them to imdb we create the movie posters the cinematic trailers you know each and every franchise is actually based on a part of my life or a true story so for example as you know is which is a true story so for example scorched earth is based on a true story based on the life and work of Alyssa Knight. i mean it, it it covers you know my life growing up being arrested being recruited by the u.s intelligence community and you know, working with the USIC to track down uh, these individuals. So it's, it's that technical accuracy is so important. And I feel like that is really what a lot of the success for Rami Malik had was because of Mr. Roy. You could, like, you, you could have hackers, cybersecurity engineers, 
you know, blue team or blue red team, whatever it is, look at something like that is a real Android backdoor. That is a real, you know, mm. or that's a hack five pineapple, you know, whatever it may be. And say like, I can go buy that. That is, and, and that I feel like that technical accuracy is really what separated Mr. Robot from ho typical Hollywood cybersecurity flicks where, you know, oh, you're spinning a 3D cube and I'm hacking a password file. Like <laughs> those days of hackers are gone, right? Because uh, even even Jane and John on, on Main Street get it, you know, and, yeah. and it's, it's a lot it's a lot easier to understand that sometimes it may be just an ugly flat text file. But, you know, and, and I really that's what we're really trying to do is maintain that technical accuracy in the different franchises of the of the series and films that we release. And, you know, we're, we're bringing that to, you know, corporate America where we're now working with companies who are retaining us to create a film series, but that's not going to be released in theaters or Netflix or what have you. They're going to just publish them to their employees. And it's a new form of cybersecurity awareness training. I really believe that security awareness training companies are failing us. It's what's happening is they're so boring. They're so stupid. No one wants to watch them. No one wants to read them. And they just skip through all the content, jump straight to the quiz, and then guess on the answers in order to get through the quiz. No one likes cybersecurity awareness training that they have to do. So what we're doing at Night Studios is we're really trying to reinvent and transform even the security awareness training industry. And what we're doing is we're creating these, these bingeable series, these binge-worthy series, where these companies are having us produce this, this series for them, like you would a Netflix series. Their employees log in, watch the episode. You know, they're left on a cliffhanger, so they want to watch the next one and the next one and the next one. But while they're being entertained, they're also being educated. So yeah. it's a form of edutainment where you're teaching them, you know, what spear phishing is and what a spear fish can look like and how real it can look and what can happen. And so you're taking all the same curriculum and instead of a boring traditional way of trying to teach our employees about it, we're entertaining them, but at the yep. same time we're teaching them. Yep. yep. I love it. Yep. Hey, I, I, unfortunately I have to go hawk a tooth at the dentist. <laughs> That's why I'm in my car last moment. Right. So I'm going to well, let you leave. Uh, you leave us on a cliffhanger and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave you on one. Cause I'm going to stay on with Alyssa. That do that, please. And Alisa, I'm stealing I, Sean. I'm stealing. I Sean. always, I always enjoy hanging out yeah. with you, either virtually or in person. And uh, you know, looking forward to the many things we can keep doing together. Um, I agree. So I agree. big kisses and see you soon. Enjoy Take the rest Marco. of the conversation. Bye. Love, love you, buddy. Until later, man. Bye. Okay. All right, I, I have cool. so many more questions for you. Ah, right, let's do it. Because. I'm always interested in what things get you excited at uh, something like a black hat and yeah. maybe, maybe we separate them because they're very different uh, events, black hat and DEF CON. Okay. Are there, are there any folks that you really want to see speak or hope you run into this week uh, or any, any particular topics that you, that you want to make sure you focus yeah, on? Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, it's it's so cool. I feel like cybersecurity has changed so much over the last two decades, right? 20 years ago, there was no such thing as a cybersecurity influencer, right? So there are so many different platforms that people can learn from where they don't have to pay the for try and figure out how to afford 
the four thousand or five thousand dollars to go to Sands training, right? They they you know before there were so many limits on you know where you could go to learn, and now with cybersecurity influencers, you know like Dr. K, Dr. K. Paxton Fear, Alyssa Miller, Phil Wiley, you know all of these amazing influencers out there, you know Tanya Yanka, all these great people that are out there. They have a platform, they have followers, and they're teaching, they're educating. Um, a lot of times free is free content. And so I love that. I love that about our community because our community has a tendency to be very arrogant, very more elite than now. And, you know, you suck for this, this, and this reason. You know, we, we, I still run into that, of course. Um, but there's also, a, um, for every one of those people, there's 10 other people that are like, no, come over here. Let's build a community. Let's be a community and let's learn together. And I love that about us. Um, you know, so I think the answer to your question is, you know, just meeting other influencers and, and hanging out with them, you know, trying to see what, you know, what they're, they're talking about right now. Um, I love hearing from CISOs. I love hearing from people that are in the trenches on a daily basis. Um, I definitely am looking forward to walking the, the exhibit floor and talking to some of the vendors and, you know, uh, see, you know, all the new products. It feels like there's a new cybersecurity product category, you know, every year. You know, there's so many um, just new categories of, of products and technology that are trying to figure themselves out. And, and I dig that. I, I love that, you know, innovation more, you know. And I, I feel like the, the more we can instrument ourselves with new technologies and new ways of doing things, the more effective we become as defenders. And so I dig that, you know, and I think, you know, we've, we've over the last 20 years seen new product categories come and go. We've, you know, there's some products that they realize there's really no market for. It's cool. It's great, but it, it can't stand alone as its own flagship product. It's actually a feature of something versus a standalone product. And you yeah. see these companies, you know, pivoting and, and realizing that, you know, they, they need to become something different. But I love that. I, I love, you know, I don't see any any harm in that. Um, I think our ability as humans to reinvent ourselves and change ourselves because we realize something isn't working is what's great about humans. Is what's great about innovation and, and you know how we continuously reinvent. It's yeah, we have we have we have to try, right? We have to yeah. we have to explore and see see what's there. And I, I don't know if you if you have anything top of mind. Um, Clearly, when you were working on APIs, uh, it wasn't a big thing from a vendor perspective, right? So it was right. fairly new research-wise right. for you. Um, now it seems there's well, there's a there's a category and a lot of products. And yeah. what's what's the next thing that you see coming? Um, for me, I mean, I think I think the API security market is going to continue to 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 grow, continue to change and evolve. You know, you see the API security vendors realizing, hey, look, it's not just about observability. It's also about these other things like, you know, vulnerability management and, and incorporating that into API threat management and, you know, um, uh, looking at and doing a compare and contrast between, you know, the Swagger file or contract or open API contract and the back end and what that supports. And you know the new new capabilities and, and technologies coming out of Tel Aviv is it, it's just continuing to grow and evolve. Um, I think 
what's next, the next big thing, and I think that where we're going to need to start to shift our attention is data security. I think data security, threat intelligence is going to continue to evolve. You know, I just uh, be, just joined um, as the new uh, chief marketing officer for uh, a threat intelligence platform called Tego, um, who's the sponsor of this new series called Dark Ops that we're going to start filming in September. Um, I'm super excited about that. And, you know, their, their threat intelligence. Um, there's another company that's really focused on data security. I think, you know, if you look at it, how, when was the last time, Sean, that you saw, you know, a lot of huge innovation in data loss prevention, right? We really don't really hear about DLP anymore, right? And then, you know, now that, then there's like CASB, you know, and okay, these are the idiosyncratic distinctions between DLP and CASB. And then now it's like, when was the last time you saw startup and DLP? Like, we're a, we're a new startup in DLP. Right. I, now it's pretty much like yeah, what see, you see it in the IAM space kind of has a cycle that repeats. Yeah, and yeah, we, exactly. We saw a little bit in in endpoint. Um, yeah, but yeah, not much in DLP but, that I. You know, and, and that's the thing is, I feel like we we realize we realize that we were arrogant as humans to think that we could control where data sat. You know, we were we were arrogant. What, what are your thoughts? I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. What, what are your thoughts on Web three? Because yeah, that touches this. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's I, I think we're kind of headed in that same direction with you know. So for me, that that arrogance around thinking you could control where it sits and where it lives, data at rest, that you try and secure where it's at. Data is everywhere, it's right? It's it's, it's it, where data tra is transmitted, processed, and stored is porous, right? Data is everywhere now. In this pandemic, employees are at home. Um, you know, they're working from home. The corporate intranet is now extending into your home network, right? So the, for me, my perspective is security needs to travel with the data itself. And I feel like there were maybe some companies that were a little too early in that area. Now I think we're, we're realizing in this pandemic, now it's time. Now is their time. And I feel like a lot of attention is going to start to shift over to data security and, and having that security actually flow with wherever that data is going. So in Web3, I mean, that's a very broad topic. We we'll probably do a whole show on that. Right. But, you, you know, I mean, we are just talking the other, you know, with a few other folks earlier with Phil. I was sitting down with Phil Wiley, um, you know, and a few others about, you know, um, cybersecurity in the metaverse, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and VR and what that's going to look like. And I think, I think everything's changing and it's changing real fast. You know, and, and trying to figure out, you know, cybersecurity in this new, you know, version of the web and, and just, you know, I, I don't know. I, all I can say is APIs are everywhere and the plumbing for that is APIs. And so my, my brain keeps going directly <laughs> to API hacking, you know, and it's, you can layer all this fancy stuff on top of it, you know, uh, Unreal Engine and all this other stuff on top of it, uh, you know, it's at the in the plumbing the very bottom of it is apis and that's where the data is living and you know hackers are shifting their black hats are shifting their attention to apis knowing that that's where the data is they're looking yeah. to you know double dip and profit off of it twice so you know again back to data security back to api security i think that's that's really i think it's going to continue to be the narrative moving forward yeah yeah i agree i agree so the rest of this week, obviously, uh, there's a lot going on. You had your premiere 
Um, so folks can't catch you there. It's too late for that now. But too where late. Might, you missed where, it. Where might they find you? Yeah. So um, I'm going to be, you know, where I'm going to be uh, doing some live streaming for several companies. A lot of our, a lot of our clients are here in Vegas on the Strip. One, you know, they've got their own events going on that they want us to produce, either film or live stream for them. So we're doing a lot of live streaming now. Uh, I think a lot of events are moving in that direction where it's they want the content on demand right now. So a lot of the work, the, the amount of live streaming work that we're doing at Night Studios is really increasing. We did a lot of live streaming at RSA. We're doing a lot of live streaming this week at Blackhead and at DEFCON. Um, a lot of the cybersecurity companies just, I don't know if it's okay to say this right now, but... <laughs> um, you know, it's the, these conferences are still very much are still very expensive and 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 not something that a lot of the companies want to pay for. And it's the costs are going up. They've gone up significantly at Black Hat. The costs have gone up significantly at RSA. And a lot of companies are finding, hey, why why pay for you know four hundred thousand dollars for this booth space when we could spend twenty thousand, rent out an entire restaurant across the street, and bring everyone to us. And, you know, so I feel like that I think things are changing and I think they're going to continue to change in that area. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's really interesting. But, yeah, we're they, everyone can find me at these different events that will be streaming. We're going to be streaming the Night Dragon events. Uh, we're excited about that. We're going to I'm going to be doing book signings at different booths. So, yeah, I'm, we're going to be around. I mean, I keep walking into people. I mean, if I don't, <laughs> you know, if, if you can't catch me at a booth or at, a, at someone's event, um, you, you can con. probably catch me in the hallway. Yeah. Yes, hallway con. Well, it's a uh, it's a treat to get some of your time. I know you you, you, you run around like crazy, and and when you're not running like crazy, you're you're creating like crazy. And, roasting uh, coffee beans and, and <laughs> roasting beans and winning winning Cannes Film Festival <laughs> awards and all kinds of stuff. So and um, yeah, it's a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, a big virtual hug to you and and, you. and Mel and and. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the week. And everybody who's listening, hopefully you enjoyed this chat with with Alyssa. She's amazing. And uh, find her, chat with her. And uh, stay tuned here on ITSB Magazine for more live streams throughout the week. Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Sean. Pentera, the leader in automation security validation, allows organizations to continuously test the integrity of all cybersecurity layers by emulating real-world attacks at scale to pinpoint the exploitable vulnerabilities and prioritize remediation towards business impact. Learn more at www.pentera.io. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our on-location conversation. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share itspmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. 
If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.